Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comment, and all kinds of stuff. Just a minute away. Stay tuned. Excited, really excited to read all of the Facebook comments and questions and things you have brought my way. One gentleman said, hey, what are those five points? I keep missing them. For a better Christian life, daily, those five things, read your Bible, pray, serve God. That would include telling others about Jesus Christ, your witness, and discipling others. Big deal. Fellowshipping with Christians. You need it. I need it. It's uh, our lifeline. And then church. Where would we be without church? Here's a message from a Facebooker who's moved out of Tennessee. Where did you go, my friend? One of the things he misses about not being in Tennessee is 12.30 every day with Greg Patton. Wow. I love it. Thanks so much for being a part of our lives here at Greg Patton Ministries and the Hello World radio broadcast coming your way every day, Monday through Friday, 12.30 and 6 p.m. God bless you, and thanks a million. In the world is going on. Well, there's gold in them door closets. What? Four of the gold bars Senator Bob Menendez stashed at his home were previously stolen from the businessman who was accused of bribing the New Jersey Democrat. The serial numbers on some of those gold bars found by the FBI during the June 2022 raid on his home match identifiers that Fred Davis reported to police after a 2013 armed robbery. In that robbery, they made off of, what, $500,000 in cash and 22 gold bars during the 2013 heist. Police later found four suspects, nabbed them, and recovered the stolen gold. What were they doing in the senator's closet, do you suppose? Oh, boy. Okay, now let me get this straight. Are we talking about Hamas, the, the demonic-led terrorist, or are we talking about uh, Sleepy Joe and the White House? What are we talking about? Amid the ongoing war between the Islamic terrorist of Hamas and the Middle East primary democracy, Israel, Hamas and its supporters often have referenced the human cost to civilians in Gaza as Israel works to wipe out every one of these terrorists. And it's not surprising there are civilian casualties there, given that Hamas terrorists frequently locate their military bases at or near, even underneath places like hospitals and schools and historic sites. The cowards using innocent people as shields. Got that? The Biden White House verbally has continued to keep its commitment to Israel's right to defend itself, but the actual words have taken on new meaning and they reprise the message that's coming from Hamas itself. On social media, the fake Vice President Kamala Harris claims she and Biden were very clear, Israel has a right to defend itself and we will remain steadfast in that conviction. Something about that sounds hollow. However, she charged that Israel must respect international humanitarian law. Too many Palestinians have been killed. She ordered that Israel must do more to protect the innocents. During her short message, however, she failed to address the 1,400 innocent civilians in Israel who were butchered by Hamas, from babies being beheaded to entire families being burned alive, women being raped, and, well, worse, 
Get a life, people. Well, there was a massive explosion, and it engulfed a home and rocked a neighborhood down in Arlington, Virginia, as police were investigating a man who fired a flare gun dozens of times from inside. That was on Monday night. No serious injuries were suffered by police, though the fate of the suspect was who was inside the home when it exploded not immediately clear. Video posted to social media showed a huge fireball and what appeared to be the roof and other debris lofted into the air during that blast, which neighbors said could be heard and felt for miles around in the Washington, D.C. suburb. What else is happening? We talked briefly about this yesterday. In America, two things are certain, taxes and people who go to court to pay less of them. The Supreme Court will have arguments today in Moore versus the United States, one of the most important tax cases in history. The lawsuit, which could cost the U.S. trillions of dollars in revenue, invalidate big swaths of the current tax system, and doom the possibility of a billionaire tax, and it hinges on a couple suing the United States over $14,000. We'll let you know how that one goes. Time Magazine is coming out with their Person of the Year tomorrow. I wonder who that will be. <laughs> if the pet... Oh, never mind. The White House giving a warning to Ukraine. The money is about to run out. In letters to the congressional leaders, the White House budget chief, Salandra Young, cautioned that if additional funding for Ukraine isn't approved before the year ends, the U.S. cannot continue equipping it to fend off the Russian invasion. Federal prosecutors have charged Manuel Roca, a 73-year-old who served as ambassador to Bolivia and worked for years and years in Latin America in the U.S. Foreign Service with clandestine activity on Cuba's behalf going back as far as the beginning of his career in 1981. One of the bad guys, a former U.S. diplomat. What else is happening? Israel continued to push into southern Gaza yesterday. What a mess. That's where the people are supposed to run to be safe. Escalating its attacks, leaving little room for civilians to flee now in the evacuations. A, a pair of U.S. law professors found that bets against Israel's companies spiked before the October 7th attack by Hamas, suggesting that some investors knew about what was coming. That's going to be coming out in the days ahead. Mark Zuckerberg sold Metastock, Facebook, last month for the first time since November of 2021. He unloaded $185 million worth of shares after holding on to the stock while the company struggled in 2022. Richard Branson said he won't be putting any more money into his space tourism company, Virgin Galactic, because he has sufficient funding now sending its stock plunging yesterday. Venezuelans, they voted Sunday to claim sovereignty over part of Guyana, intensifying a territorial conflict with their oil-rich neighbor. George Santos, that Republican representative out of New York there, may be out of the House of Representatives, but he is in on Cameo, where his bio reads, former congressional icon. What? is that all about? He did everything you could possibly do wrong. George Santos. In business news, let's head to the 18-wheelers. 
A trucking company called XPO Incorporated won a bid to buy 28 service centers from the bankrupt Yellow Corporation. Still hard to believe those trucks are not rolling down the road anymore, Yellow. Anyway, they bought it for $870 million in a closely watched auction of the nearly 100-year-old firm's assets. XPO's shares were down 3% in morning trading, and uh, that was amid weakness in broader markets, of course. The company was one of the nation's largest so-called less-than-truckload carriers in this country and uh, owned about 12,000 trucks, 35,000 trailers, and its customers were Walmart and Home Depot and others. Well, I'm looking at a part of a chapter here on uh, The New America, Flood of Evil, coming out uh, next year through Southwest Radio Church. Some things we cannot deny... Well, the fact that socialists are openly running for public office in America, that socialists actually hold public office in Congress, should serve as a, enough of a wake-up call that the nation's moral and political compasses are really skewered in dire need of correcting. How are we going to do that? That it doesn't only scream this, America's public schools have become utter failures in America. Sorry about that. So the one thing patriots in this country should throw all of their efforts into right now is taking back America's school from the far leftists who've been able to dominate the direction of administration and teaching in, well, in recent years anyway. Look at America's schools in the past 20 years versus now. As recently as 20 years ago, the U.S. was ranked number one in high school and college education worldwide. John Gutman, a research director for the World History Group, wrote at HistoryNet, in 2009, 2009, the United States was ranked 18th out of 36 industrialized nations. And over that time, complacency and inefficiency, reflective of lower priorities in education and inconsistencies among the various school systems, contribute to a decline in America. What about administrative bloat? That's something to consider. Between 1950 and 2009, the student population of America's public schools grew by 96%. The growth in teachers during that same time was 252%. But the growth of administrators and other office staffers, that jumped 702%. America's public schools are bloated with bureaucracy and skinny on the results. The words of Benjamin Scafidi at the Friedman Foundation for Educational Choice. Uh, oh, so true, don't you think? Whereas one school, one principal used to be the norm. Nowadays, the same size school employs one principal, multiple assistant principals, numerous assistants to the assistant principals and principals, along with all the accompanying office staff. What in the world is going on? And that doesn't even get close to the guidance department where ridiculously large numbers of guidance personnel are needed just to keep up with all the new social justice, the diversity, the tolerance, and the anti-bullying campaigns that pass as education, occupying school hours that could be better spent on other things that used to be spent on, like math and history and science and the like. The public school and your tax dollars at work, we could talk for hours. And you probably could, too. Something to pray about. And now, living in today's world. And this is something for us to pause and think about. Dr. Alastair McElpine spends every day caring for children with life-threatening and life-limiting 
diseases working for the nonprofit organization PAIDSPAL. McElhinney recently decided to ask his terminally ill patients what they enjoyed most in life and then shared their answers. In a tweet, he explained for an assignment, I just asked some of my uh, terminal pediatric care patients what they enjoyed in life and what gave it meaning, and kids can be so wise, you know. That's what he says. All of these kids are between the ages of four and nine. Even though they're young, they still manage to hit the nail on the head when it comes to what really makes life worth living. First, none said they wished they'd watched more TV. And none said they should have spent more time on Facebook. And none said they enjoyed fighting with others. And none enjoyed a hospital. Many mentioned their pets. I love Rufus. His funny bark makes me laugh. I love when Jenny snuggles up to me at night and purrs. I was the happiest writing Jake when I was on the beach. Many mentioned mom and dad, often expressing worry or concern. Hope mom will be okay. She seems so sad. Dad mustn't worry. He'll see me again soon. God will take care of my mom and dad when I'm gone. They love ice cream. All of them. Everyone said they loved ice cream. All of them loved books or being told stories, especially by mom and dad. Harry Potter made me feel brave. I love stories in space. I want to be a great detective like Sherlock Holmes when I get better. And here's a great lesson. Many wish they'd spent less time worrying about what others thought of them and valued people who just treated them normally. My real friends didn't care when my hair fell out. Jane came to visit after the surgery and didn't even notice my scar. Almost all of them valued kindness above most other virtues. My granny is so kind, she always makes me smile. Johnny gave me half his sandwich when I didn't eat mine, and that was nice. I like it when that kind nurse is here. She's gentle, and somehow it hurts less. And laughter? Almost all of them loved people who could make them laugh. That magician we have is so silly. His pants fell down, and I just couldn't stop laughing. My daddy pulls funny faces, which I just love. And the boy in the next bed, he let a stinker. That was funny. Laughter somehow relieves pain. Finally, all valued time with their family. Nothing was more important. Mom and Dad are the best. My sister always hugs me tight. And no one loves me like Mommy loves me. How did he wrap up his findings, Dr. McElpine? A take-home message. Be kind. Read more books. Spend time with the family. Crack some jokes. Go to the beach. Love the dog. Tell that special person you love them. These are the things that kids wish they could have done more of. The rest is details. Oh, and don't forget, eat more ice cream. And uh, finally, oh, a flashback to my days at Bob Jones University. I think it was Bob Jones Sr. who said, A faith that has not changed your life has not saved your soul. Well, that's something to think about. One of you submitted this about Joel Olstein down there in Houston, Texas. When you make $40 million off of your church, you're not a pastor. You're a business con man. I've been saying that for a... Oh, never mind. And uh, it's arrived, looking out of the studio window, snow coming down everywhere. Let it snow. Let it... Why not?
Where's my Bible? Life 101 is next. I just can't quit talking or really can't say enough for Christian radio and how important it is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And hey, they say 33% of those that listen to Christian radio are lost. So it's good to get that message out there. Yeah, we're preaching to the choir, but hey, there are people out there who need exactly what's being said here. And I don't know one Christian that can't receive help by listening to Christian radio. I know we're very grateful here at Hello World to be able to share news, information, comment, talk to you devotionally every day at this time. Such a blessing. So again, thank you to this Christian radio station for carrying the broadcast. And thank you for those of you that are listening and telling others about the program and liking us on Facebook and going to the website, gregpatton.com and supporting us financially. And thank those churches that have allowed us to minister to their congregations. Well, officially it's passed, but I, I think today is Thanksgiving. What day is Thanksgiving? Count your blessings, name them one by one. Do you do that? I think it should be. What? Appreciation, therefore, should be a part of every Christian's life. First, you know what? We will have a heightened praise for the Lord Jesus Christ as we grow in our understanding of him. Think about people who perhaps consider themselves Christians. You're listening to the program right now, but you've never really learned much about the Bible. You may have learned a little bit about God, but you don't actually know him. Then it follows that these people have no idea why they should praise him. They have no understanding about the hope and the reassurance that he offers through his promises or the fact that he is 100% faithful to keep his word. But the better we know God, the more reasons we have to praise him. While reading the word of God, the scriptures, I will often gain an insight so exciting that I have to stop and thank the Lord for such a wonderful revelation about himself, or I, I talk to somebody about it. Whether it relates to his holiness, grace, power, or some other divine attribute, each new truth expands our understanding of how awesome and exciting our eternal God is. And as we get a bigger glimpse of his greatness, our prayers will naturally include more praising and less asking. I remember Pastor Marvin Troyer of the Good News Baptist Church in Cherubusco. We lived out there for quite some time while we were in evangelism, and we attended his church often, and I stopped by his office quite often. It was always exciting. When I would go into his office, he was fired up about something. He'd have Bibles laid out, commentaries, and he would just begin to preach to me. <laughs> I thought, Sunday, the people are really going to get it, and it's going to be good because this guy is excited about the things of God. That's so important. And you know, our praise for God will be elevated as we meditate on his glorious works and speak of them, both to the Lord and to other people. In the Psalms, David alluded to what the Lord had done in the earlier days. Psalm 148, verse 5 through 13, Psalm 146, Psalm 33, 6 through 9. He was exalting God for his mighty works of old and we ought to do likewise, and we can base our praise on any portion of Scripture. For instance, in Genesis chapter 1, we can thank God for creation. In the third chapter's tragic story of Adam and Eve's rebellion, we give praise for the bright hope of a promised Savior. In chapter 6, even though mankind's sin deserved, well, catastrophic judgment, 
we see God gracefully preserve one family through the flood and keep the Savior's line intact. No matter where you read in the Old or New Testament, the Lord's mighty works are evident, and you will find yourself praising Him for what He's done. You will also understand why Moses instructed the children of Israel to keep the story alive throughout all the generations. That's Exodus 12, 14, Exodus 13, 8. In that way, they would continually recognize the greatness of God's almighty deliverance and their thanksgiving and joy would just overflow. And we become more thankful when we make the conscious decision to spend more time praising God than petitioning Him. Many Christians have no trouble speaking to God and making their requests, but when it comes to listening, they often find it difficult to be quiet before God. To correct this imbalance, I recommend committing to a time of prayer in which you focus almost exclusively on praising God. My associate pastor does that a lot. I asked him what he prayed about recently. He said, you know, I was at it for two hours this morning, and I was just praising God. I I love to do that. At first, you may wonder how you will think enough to fill those minutes of praise, but keep your Bible open. I'll assure you, once you get started thinking about the wonderful, infinite God and all that He has done, it will be easy to keep on thanking and worshiping Him. And the Lord will be pleased because what you're saying by your praise is this, God, who you are is more valuable than anything that I might want. And then you can lift the level of your praise by focusing on the Lord's grace in our lives. Every believer has been tremendously blessed by the unmerited yet freely given grace of God. Consider the many sins that God's forgiven and all the times He's warned you and all the times He's rescued you. What a motivation for praise. And think back to the moment in your salvation when God came into your life and changed your eternal destiny. How often do you praise Him for saving you and transforming your life? How often do you thank Him for dying an agonizing, brutal, horrible death in order to give you everlasting life? The more you dwell on the amazing love that made your salvation possible, the higher your praise soars. And what about His grace to you each day? Think about the times you've failed, and you will thank God for His mercy, understanding, and His patience. He is patient. I'll say again, no matter what is currently going on in your life, we all have blessings, and God deserves our thanks, does He not? Do you consider yourself a grateful person? I pray that you do. Most of us will classify ourselves that way, especially at this time of year when we typically take inventory of, well, our life, all of this year. But listen honestly as you pray. Are you thanking Him, or are you requesting more things? Psalm 92.1, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. A lesson God has been trying to teach His children for a very long time. And finally, I had to think about this one for just a moment. If you lend someone $20 and never see that person again, it was probably worth it. What do you think? And then there's this. I I have a confession to make this Tuesday. My grandkids are watching all those toys on TV, you know, the ones they see in the commercials. So, of course, I had to tell them that, kids, those things don't really exist in real life. They're, they're just made up for TV. <laughs> I'm so 
sheep, aren't I? Oh, boy. I'll have, I've had my say. You've been listening to Hello World every day at this time. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. You are from all over the country. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Want to know more about things happening? From gregpatton.com. Go to my website, G-R-E-G-P-A-T-T-E-N, gregpatton.com. And I'm grateful that you're here and you're telling others about this program. And that's the way it is. Tuesday, December the 5th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.